Hello and welcome to another edition of the usually serviceable, hopelessly miscast podcast from your friends here at GCT. Uh, today it's just me and Brian. So, yeah, we're quite unpopular. No one wanted to talk to us. So. Yeah, we don't have we don't have a lot of friends other than you know some whiskey bottles, but that's okay. So uh, even Brian's wife didn't want to join us today. So she's probably busy doing better things like staring at paint or. You know, thinking thinking about what to do when the TV's broken or, so you know, stuff like that. It is funny. I asked, said, hey, do you want to jump on today? And she said, not me, but the podcast. Uh, and she said, I'd love she to. She said no to both, right? No to both. So uh, her mom is working today and doesn't get off till five. So uh, she'll be with two children, which does not make potting a, a thing that you can do. Oh, so. we don't want to get your kids on the pod, so. No, the, topic, the topics would take an even further downturn from what we normally do. It's like, would you like to hear a child cry for 30 minutes? No, I don't think so. No, I'm good. And you get enough of that at home. So, oh, yeah, I live it. I live that life. You can just listen to uh, our steam ticket slash front desk slash whatever. Uh, occasionally hear singing in the background. You're hearing that's it right. louder than we are, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, it'll, so be, it'll be good. Sure. So she's a uh, she's a dedicated pod listener now. So oh, she is. Oh, good. It'll be, interested, it'll be interested if she can hear herself singing <laughs> on the spot when she listens. Shout yeah! Shout out to uh, the random singer named Annie. Yeah. Or something that rhymes with it, right? So yeah. she'll. Um, uh, I wonder if she'll sing to herself singing on the podcast in her car. <laughs> Repeat the singing, like singing a cover of a cover. Is that yeah, what that would yeah. be? I think I think so. Or say, oh, I know what I was singing there. So it's like I would get silent enough, but nobody wants to listen to silence, let alone our voices. So um, no. So we'll just kind of you know give everybody a you know this this podcast is probably going to get posted several days uh, to a week or so after it gets taped. We're recording on February twenty fifth um, yeah. in the late afternoon hours. So yeah. Brian is preparing to uh, get the theater ready for a show tonight for the complete history of America abridged. That's correct. So four, how, four shows how's left. that going? Uh, much better after today. Sold a lot of tickets today, which makes sense because it's a really good show. And uh, if you're listening to this and didn't see it, then you suck and you missed out uh, because it's <laughs> a really funny show. Uh, I was telling Paul earlier, it's like, there's been people like lined up at the door to see some shows that are not great here. And uh, they're just letting this one just slip on by. And so, so funny. So such a well-acted, well-directed play. And uh, Now it's too late. If you hear this, it's too late. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're, we're sorry. Not sorry. The next show you can come out and see is called outside Mullingar. It's a, yep, should a be another great one. I dramedy. Mean, uh, dramedy set in Ireland. Stellar so, cast, stellar yep. director. I mean, it's it, yeah, yeah. It's going to be a great show. Uh, so that'll be when does that open again? March seventeenth runs through the twenty seventh. So there you go. So you'll have two full weekends to see that. Um, yeah, and then after that, it's uh, Bright Star, a musical. Bright Star, finally here. Yep, <laughs> after a, a two year plus wait to get it on yeah. our stage, we'll have it. So uh, crazy. Yeah, looking forward to that. To rehearsals a week from Monday. So, yep, exactly. So, good times. Um, but yeah, come on we out to the, the theater uh, and see us. Yeah, we got the scripts for Hundred Days today. And so nice. the the band is going to start getting together and jamming because it's basically a jam a band jam type of show. So, uh, yeah, things are happening. Possibly too many things. So, <laughs> and let's just uh, keep our fingers crossed that we don't hear the word uh, the variant word. Uh, used yes. about anything that's related to disease or anything like that. So right. we right. want you to see these shows and you want to <laughs> see them. You know, you do. Yeah. We've been trying for years to show you these shows. So yeah, literally come see them. So uh, yeah. If, if the dulcet tones of Annie are not enough for you, come on out and see a show. That's right. <clears throat> um, good job. Annie's now shout out. Annie's helping a patron on the phone at the moment. Awesome. Probably yeah. getting their last minute tickets to uh, Complete History of America abridged. When I will say for Complete History of America, uh, I had the pleasure of sitting in the front row 
mm-hmm. last weekend for the show. And that's the second time that I found myself accosted by an actor on stage, uh, jokingly, but accosted nonetheless for making too many comments. So, mm. you know, and this time I did not even have a whole lot of alcohol before it. <laughs> and the last time it was understandable, it was a midnight show, a first date. Uh, so yeah. by one in the morning, I was nice and liquored up. So, yeah, yeah, you know, but yeah, it was, it was nice getting uh, accosted by, you know, a, a fellow, you know, an actor who I've been in a show with. And I, I think you have too, John Manis. So uh, John's name is also, as we told him, it's nice to have both the serviceable and the miscast aspect in the theater That's for right. this yeah. show, because he's the usually serviceable half of that equation. And Brian knows that he's always miscast, so yeah, just hopelessly I'm the, so. I'm the miscast one for sure. Yeah, so uh, so that's good. Yeah, but come out and see us. Uh, Hundred days is our closer, uh, and run starts and opens in June. So come out and see us for that as well. Oh, and uh, uh, I mean, by the time this pod hits, we will have announced our first show of the season because we'll be announcing auditions for it <clears throat> at the end of March next, the first of next week, but. Uh, uh, we're excited to be hosting the regional premiere of Puffs. Uh, nice. It's coming uh, fall, uh, late summer, fall. Yeah. Opens July 29th and runs through August 8th, I believe. If I remember my dates correctly, but uh, we'll be having auditions for that the last uh, weekend of March. And that is a student production, right? That's a student production, yeah. And that yep. this is uh, the suggested ages for this show are 10 through college age so a little bit older than some of our student productions but still uh it is a student production maybe i should try to talk my 18 year old into trying out for it i don't think he would would love it i would love (laughs) it if you're actually no because he would complain the whole time well i would love for him to audition so he can get turned down i just (laughs) so i can send him home to complain to his mother but there you go um so anyway so um what we're going to start with today is uh, I gave Brian a choice of what feature he might want to do. Uh, last time with his lovely wife on, we did a, a, a mashup feature. Um, he chose uh, another one today. So I'm calling this feature, and this is a new one for any of you who have listened. This is called uh, Do We Care? And it's meant to be, you know, both of us are going to kind of give an answer of, do we care about this? And if we do, why? You know, how much? If we don't? you know why not that sort of thing but you know it's it's meant to be a little tongue-in-cheek but uh yeah there's definitely a couple that i know neither of us really care about but i'm interested to get brian's opinions on these so okay yeah i've got eight topics i'm gonna bring Uh up they're all sort of they're all pretty theater related so it's gonna be you know think about do we care should we care you know how does that work so here's the first one there's rumors online of a movie version possibly to be made of the book of Mormon with the original cast. Do we care? So I, I did see this because it was uh, Josh Gad was tweeting it. And I think what it actually is, is if you're familiar with the way uh, they did Hamilton on Disney plus, is they're going to go back and do it on, on Broadway. Right. And, and then record ten, it. Right. So it's not like that's what I meant to delineate. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. 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 So um, do we care? Do we care about having a Disney plusy type version online? Nah, no, I, I guess I've seen it twice. It's not aged. Well, I'm, I'm good with my experience with book of Mormon. That's not something I would go back and revisit at this I, point. So, yeah, that's kind of my take. I mean, I, I, I guess I, you know, if there wasn't so much, good content out there i might be like "Ooh, i'll watch that occasionally i'll flip it on uh but not with all the other things i have in my lists on various streaming apps so i mean great for them and keep getting them checks josh um but yeah i mean i I, not really so i on the care scale of one to ten i give it a one and a half i'm not gonna give it a a little higher i might go like three okay fair enough like, I mean, I, I could envision a scenario in which, like, I was completely bored at 11 o'clock at night and couldn't fall asleep. So I, I put it on and fall asleep to it. So, you know. Right. Absolutely. So we'll, we'll come back to that movie type thing here in a little while. Um, next topic. Uh, 
Do we care? Uh, with and you and I have discussed this a little bit before, uh, but in musicals and plays, do we care if it has a happy ending or not? Because a lot of people do. Do do you and I care? Uh, no, I don't care at all. <laughs> well, do you do you care? Does I guess I'll ask it another way. Does it have to have a happy ending? No, not for me. But, um, so why do you think people think it uh, shows do? Because we know there are people out there who. Uh, we've had people in our space and others say flat out, you know, I like your content. I like your shows, but I wish you had more happy endings. Yeah, no, I mean, I've had people come up to me and say, uh, we just want happy shows. Right. And I, th- I mean, uh, here's the thing. Uh, the argument I think that person makes is, well, I have to trudge through life and watch the news and everything's horrible all the time. And I, my, when I want to go to the theater, I want to be entertained and made to smile. And I, I understand that thought and that process, but uh, it's not one that I personally agree with uh, as far as all theater should be happy. Right. Uh, theater in general throughout its history has been kind of the cutting edge of uh, radical thought, I guess. Uh, and so it has, you know, put things into the ether and began conversations. And I would hope that it continues to be that also you know, for every Richard III that uh, Shakespeare wrote, he also wrote a midnight, a Midsummer Night's Dream, so or Twelfth Night. So right. I think it is important to balance those things. You wouldn't want to do eight shows a season that are, you know, make you want to like cut your wrist at the end of the, <laughs> right. the night. But Built I also don't Kleenex. think you want to just do eight pieces of cotton candy drama every year either. I think it's important to have a mixture of both. I completely and, agree. I mean, here's the thing. We do eight shows a year, and there are some people that see all eight shows. Uh, I would imagine most of our patrons don't see every single show that we see every year, and that's okay, uh, because there are people that want to see certain things and don't want to see others. So right. uh, we try to have a mix for everybody. Well, and it's, I agree with what you're saying. Just to make a couple of quick points on it, too, is that you know the... <clears throat> I was watching a movie that's at about 40, it's 40 plus years old, but it won Academy Awards. And I just watched it for the first time this week. I was just, I saw it on Hulu and was curious. And I see, you know, I've always was curious about that movie. I watched it. It does not have a happy ending. It sort of veered. I, I thought it was going to have at least a tie up ending, if not a happy one. And I sort of appreciated the fact that especially coming out around the time it did in the early eighties, you know, that it did not have a happy ending. Um, Having grown up in that period, I know happy endings were a big deal back then. And you remember that too, I'm sure. Oh yeah. Um, So that kind of made me think of that topic. Also. What movie? You know, and I don't, I don't uh, ordinary people. Okay. Um, So great movie, you know, Timothy Hutton's first feature film, apparently. Um, and won an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor. Um, but uh, yeah, another thing that I thought of, and I don't remember if I ever shared this with you, but I remember talking to, and I can't remember who it was with the production crew. I, it wasn't our director of Arsenic and Old Lace, but when you and I did that show together at GCT, you know, it, happy to me is so subjective when you come to art like a show or a song or a movie, anything like mm-hmm. that. And I was told by somebody that they said sort of similar comments to what I said earlier. Uh, you know, they loved the show. It was very funny. They enjoyed it. it. They didn't like that it was not a happy ending. And I... Ar- arsenic? Yeah. I sort of heard that and said, okay, let me try to exam- let me try to dissect that and get into the guts of it and say, okay, if someone was thinking it's not a happy ending, possibly it's because they are clearly the ants are going to poison, you know, the guy at the end mm-hmm. uh, with elderberry wine. And it, I guess, you know, but to me, the whole, the whole thing is so lighthearted. I didn't see it as such. And I said, okay, well, I guess maybe if I'm stretching my mind to the, as far as it'll go, which is not far, um, I could see where maybe someone would say, well, it's not happy to me. 
I never thought of that ending as sad. No. But I guess it's not happy either. You know, it's so subjective. Well, I would, that person is a very depressed person. That's that's about all I could say. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't remember if I ever shared that with you, but it was no, it's I was it's like, a, whoa, that's not a, a happy ending. Quite comical ending to a show with uh and that particular production had perhaps the best line reading uh, I've ever heard from Jim Palmer with his yes. delivery of elderberry wine. <laughs> yes. But that uh, cracked me up every night. I, I cannot, I, if I, I will hear his voice in my head for the rest of my life. Whenever I hear the words, elderberry <laughs> I, wine. You, you and me both that. <laughs> and I will always hear your voice in my head when I hear I'm a bastard. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and again, I was a typecast for that one, but uh <laughs> Yeah, hopelessly miscast, but yeah, typecast nonetheless. It's so moving Absolutely. on. As a, and I'm asking well, can, this, before you go, I, I will okay. say what I, I don't have time for is things that don't wrap up their ending. I hate things that just kind of it's like, oh, lights up, it's over. <laughs> Our credits roll. Uh, <laughs> as much as I enjoy the movie Fast Time at Ridgemont High, every time I watch the ending, I'm always like, because yeah, it just kind of ends you know there's nothing yeah now i hear you well that since you bring up that movie i mean that's i enjoy that movie it's not one of it's not on my fave list i won't sit and watch it on a friday night or something when i'm just looking to chill um if it's on i'll be like oh okay it's funny i'll watch a few minutes maybe um and you're right it does not tie up at all <clears throat> i've always viewed that movie as very very disjointed anyway it's very uh oh, very much a lot so. it's like a bunch of vignettes basically that mm-hmm. are just intersecting it's almost like a robert altman movie yep which right. i am not a fan of um because they don't tie anything up and they don't they not only don't tie anything up at the end they don't tie anything together now see one of my favorite movies and partly because it's set in memphis and a lot of people probably haven't seen it came out in 89 or 90 is mystery train the jim jarmish film and he filmed it basically all in down south downtown. So the arcade restaurants in it, a lot of things that aren't there anymore are in it. Uh, and a lot of things that are there now around Beale Street were not there then. So, for instance, anyone who remembers that's listening, they go to the first, there's three vignettes and they all, they all intersect in some way. Not to bore anybody with this, but it's just, it cracks me up that there's a young Japanese couple walking to Sun Studios. And there used to be a used car dealership next to Sun Studios a long time ago. Okay. Yeah. And I saw it in the movie and I was like, oh, I remember that now. I don't know what's there, but it's not the car dealership. It's like a building. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's, that's a pinch district now. It's kind of. Yeah, it's very built up now. It's the next Overton Square, I think, is what it's going to be. Yeah, because, well, and because when I was, when that movie came out, I was 15 or 16. I didn't see it at the time, but. I remember the only things over there were Sun Studios and 616, the club. Yeah, yeah. And I think there's you, still a club over there, but it's not 616 anymore. Yeah, I agree. And so it, that kind of cracked me up. But that one, that movie ties things together. Mm-hmm. You know, things that don't tie together at the end, especially. I mean, I don't mind that. It does frustrate me a little bit, but I sort of ponder on it like, okay, where would I have ended it? It kind of gives me, I guess, a mental challenge that I enjoy, but I can totally understand why you wouldn't enjoy it. Yeah, it's like that kind of makes it where I get and around with knots is that when a TV show doesn't do that, um, because they have yeah. so much time to tie things up, and they don't. So anyway, yeah. So moving on to like, the next, yeah. it's been announced before the season begin. It's the last season, and then they still don't tie. <laughs> right. And I mean, sort of like wait. When you did all this build canceled, up. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I get why you didn't tie it up if it gets canceled. But man, if you know when you're being, just wrap everything up, right? Please. Or you can do like Game of Thrones and be very hasty about it and make everybody hate your last season or two. Yes, absolutely. Um, so next one, and I'm asking this of you as a patron. Do not think of as as a director, actor, or ED of our theater. Live music versus tracks in a musical. Do you care? As a patron, I don't care. Yeah, I don't either. I think there's a lot of people who do, uh, but I, for a while, I almost thought it was snobbish. 
like why would you fault them for just using tracks it's maybe the band didn't fit on stage maybe they don't want to pay for a band mm-hmm. maybe it's just maybe it's just easier with tracks i know that a lot of people who are actors and directors vehemently throw tracks out the window They're like no i'm using a live band buddy not gonna happen so that's why i, I said as a patron if you hear tracks fire up in a musical does it bother you not at all and let's be honest i mean it's not like in broadway shows you can actually see the band i mean those guys right. are so good it could be tracked every night and you wouldn't know the difference so <laughs> exactly which some shows apparently i mean according to things i've seen online it's not the entire show but there are some songs within certain shows they're playing a big enough space they will track the song they'll record the orchestra or the band or their orchestra doing it because they don't want foul-ups in front of a giant audience we've had this conversation before about the the big number from phantom it's like the whole thing is dubbed yep they don't don't sing it every night so it's all lip sync and you know orchestras up there basically miming it so um so yeah, I, I don't care either. I know, like I said, I know, I know some people will hear and go, ooh, I wanted live music. I mean, do I like live music versus a track? Sure. But I'm not going to be like, oh my God, this show just took a nosedive because of tracks. Um, God, if you had to have live music versus tracks, there wouldn't be a lot of, of uh, student child productions because where are they going to get a band? Well, even I know in our space... Um... Since it's so small, it's so hard to balance the band with the 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 audience without blowing. I mean, blow with the (laughs) cast without blowing the eardrums out of our audience. Right. I mean, I I know I don't I don't know you and I've never talked about that, so I don't know. You probably have, but I know I've been in a show in our space at GCT where the band was in the office, Mm -hmm. and if you were singing additional backup, there was a mic outside the office door. So yep. you're standing there looking through the door glass at, at our music director. Um, and he's sort of giggling at us while we're singing backup. So, and, and then they hooked a camera up and you had a video screen in the very back that you had to use as a guide. And of course, several nights, the screen didn't really work right. So good times. Well, yeah. and let's be honest, um, that that's technically tracked because you are not playing with with them either you're you're piping the sound of the music in speakers it's instead of it actually being live so you know so for all they know we have the chuck e cheese man back there that's right that's so (laughs) which sometimes it sounds like we do but that's okay it's it's our our space our shows um so here's the next one uh and you and i talked about this a little bit we mentioned that it was happening um, I'd heard about it, but it's kind of like it, I've seen different things about, you know, who it's really about. Uh, but I know this guy has done something that you absolutely cherish. Um, the Boz Lorman Elvis, Elvis movie. Mm, okay. Do you care? He did Moulin Rouge, right? Yeah. And I know I, you are uh, a huge fan. Yes, absolutely. Uh, out of because of my love of Moulin Rouge, I will, I think I would say I do care. Uh, I'm interested to see, will I go to the theater to see it? Uh, probably not, but that's something that, you know, comes on HBO, something I'll sit down with it and right. give it, give it a try. Um, so yeah, I, I'll be interested to read the reviews. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I care. I, I think just, the way that they seem to be marketing it, at least in some channels, is it almost seems like it's, and I know this is because of the star power of Tom Hanks is in it as Colonel Tom Parker. It, it almost seems like it's more of a movie about Colonel Parker. Uh, and yes. Elvis is named, it's named Elvis to, as a draw because I, I, I can't imagine anyone under the age of 40 doesn't know the name Colonel Parker when you say Elvis with it. Yeah. Um, so I have to imagine that's at least from a marketing perspective, that's why those are inextricably linked. 
Um, and again, Tom Hanks playing the Colonel Parker role. Yeah, I mean, that's a big draw. I, I care about it. I want to see it. But yeah, I'm like you. I'm, I, you know, somebody says, hey, let's go see it. I, if you were to say to me, hey, let's, it's on Forest Hill, let's go see it, you know, this afternoon, we got free. Okay, I'll go. I'm not going to initiate, hey, I'm dying to see this movie. Let's go. I will say uh, the, the preview I saw of Tom Hanks, his prosthesis is jarring and pulls you completely <laughs> out of it, as well as his accent. As good of an actor as Tom Hanks is. I mean, he's yeah, it doesn't sound like time. the greatest accent. But the, that accent is all over the place and that the fat suit or whatever they put on him, it, it doesn't look good. I mean, you, it's, oh, look, it's Tom Hanks in a fat suit. It's like when uh, Martin Short played uh, Jiminy Glick. Jiminy Glick, know, yep. Yeah. I, so I, I think that may be a pretty oh, big issue with that show that Tom Hanks is actually going to be a detriment to the You're movie. almost piquing my interest. <laughs> yeah, so I when when it came out, I, I was in high school. Uh, when the Kevin Costner Robin Hood movie came out, oh yeah, love that. Movie. I I'd already seen it with a girl that I was trying to date, and she clearly wanted none of me, so I took her to see it. So the second time I went to see it, I had a couple of friends that I went to church youth group with, and they said we went and saw it. Kevin Costner's accent is god awful. I wasn't even paying attention to it the first time because mm-hmm. I was trying to hold hands with a girl who clearly didn't love me, um, sure. which happened a lot in life. Um, so I went the second time and we relentlessly, not that Kevin Costner cared or was there to hear it. We relentlessly sat there and made fun of his accent, which he conveniently dropped about halfway through the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was like, Oh my God. So, it, now you're piquing my interest in that is the Tom Hanks Colonel Parker accent in the Kevin Costner Robin Hood Hall of Fame. I just want to see it just so I can critique it now. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> so it's, it's bad. I will say it's bad. You've done it. You've done a good job of marketing the movie for me, the twisted <laughs> audience. So there you go. For the sake of time, well, I have some other do we cares. We'll save it for next time. But I have one more for you, or two more for you, two quick ones. So this is what, this one's a little more of a hot button for me. And you go to a show at any theater and there are some people who I hear if, as a patron I sit in the audience and I hear people go, Oh my goodness. That's so great. I, I can't wait to hear the information pass along. Not the way that's not the way I just said it, but they, they're into it. Mm-hmm. And then other people like me who are, no offense, because I know you do some of these too. It's kind of like, oh, God, come on, come on, come on. In-person curtain speeches. Do we care? Do we really care that we need that? Do we need that? That's more of the question. I personally don't need that for jack shit. Just record it. Get it over with. Now, I will say, again, no offense to you, because I know you have to do these. And it's not, you don't sit at home going, Wow. I can't wait to write out my next curtain speech. It's, I mean, I sit and I'm like, you know what? Give me the information in 60 seconds or less and shut up and leave. There are some, there are some theaters and I'm not just saying in town to be fair, but there are some theaters and some shows, the curtain speech is 10 minutes long. Just shut up. And I've been, I know you have too. I've been an actor in some of these Mm -hmm. where the show is already damn long. Sure, and you're yeah. sitting there listening behind a scrim or a curtain. Someone just sound like they don't get out of the mo- out of mom's basement, and this is their chance to talk. Yep. Just shut up. Let us do yep. the show. <laughs> Hand them a pamphlet. Talk to them at intermission. Do what you got to do. Uh, so me, in person curtain speeches. In per- I completely understand what you're saying. Because I have no time for a curtain speech that is longer than three minutes, which is why I try to burn through mine as quickly as I can. Yes, you do. I will say just from my experience with them, there is a portion of the audience that I guess feels more connected to the theater. If the executive director is the one that's up there every night talking to them, like, I don't know, the shows that the executive director cares and is glad they're there. Um, but that's, I, I think, would 
speak if you have a really close connection with your home theater. Uh, but you know, if you if you and I were to travel to some theater, who knows where, and have some unknown person come up and talk for five minutes, yeah, it would get pretty old. The other thing, yeah, the, the I've been at this theater, and we were ten minutes late starting, and then on after we quote unquote started, the curtain speech was then ten minutes on top of it. Uh, that was back when they used to uh, have the board of directors. Oh yeah, certain speeches here. Uh, There's a reason we cut that out. Yeah. So, <laughs> key is the curtain no speech names. is not the yes. curtain speech is not the entertainment. You are not the entertainer. You are there to give some very specific things, thank sponsors, and sit down so that people can watch what they paid to watch. Yeah, it's it it's very much like in the world of business in any business. Uh, no matter what it is, I've never come across a single person who would not agree, at least on some level with the statement of some meetings could be handled better as an email. Mm -hmm. And to me, a curtain speech, I'm not saying you cut them out completely, but a recorded one usually keeps it to two minutes or less. If you're going to do live curtain speeches, fine. Have no more than three talking points. Don't exceed three minutes and tell me where the bar is. In the bathrooms. Sure. That's all I really need to know. I understand you want to pimp the next shows and we do it on this pod and we yep. want to do it for our audiences. I'm fine with that, but you don't have to pimp the entire season. So I know the temptation is especially like, for instance, at any theater in town, when the new season comes out, we're excited about it. Yeah. We're excited about our new season that you're going to, everybody's going to hear about in the next few weeks. Or whenever a month from tomorrow so there you go yep. uh those of you hearing this it'll probably be more like three weeks by then but yep. that's okay you'll hear about our new season we're excited about it brian and i basically run the programming committee we're excited about it along with eileen <clears throat> yes <laughs> sorry eileen. Eileen. shout out yes um so we're excited about it we're not going to spend 10 minutes elucidating on everything in it we're going to tell you what's in it, potentially. We're going to give you the highlights, potentially, and we're going to shut up because you didn't pay to come hear us talk. You paid to come see the show you're at. Well, and I will say the beauty of having our LED wall now is that all of a lot of what we would need or feel the need to talk about before or during a curtain speech, we can put it up on a, a reel uh, prior to. Th- the show so when people are in there settling down they can see that information so we can get to the show quicker so yep great point and people do read that and that's not intrusive at all no so i enjoy no. that and gives them something if you haven't seen our new led screen it's still new i think it's still new it's awesome come see it so and our new seats our new sound yeah it's great so here's a last one for you do we okay. care either the the they're, there's a movie and a stage version. Do we care about cats? Why did you need to? Because that? I love throwing that in the, I, I would pull that out of the trash can so I could throw it in again. It's so wow. nice to me to throw it in the trash. Cats, the movie or the stage version. Do we care? I give it a resounding negative one. I care less no. than zero. Do not, do not care. Do not care. <laughs> I promise all. I won't do it in this feature again. It may come up again, but not in this feature. So <laughs> we'll do some more do we cares at some point in the future. So hopefully you enjoyed that segue into what you, what we enjoy. You may not, but we do is take your shot fun boy. Mm. So <clears throat> all of you listen, especially you, Annie, I'm looking at you. Don't hear you singing anymore. What's she doing? She's on the phone or something. Okay. Well, when you hear this, Annie, two band names, one group chat name. Brian's job is, first of all, to not lose to himself again. (sighs) I'm ineligible because I know the answers, obviously. So otherwise, I would would throw it just so he could win one. Um, But his wife slayed him in spectacular fashion on the last pod. So... Two of these three names I'm going to give him are band names. One is a group chat name. Okay. He's got to pick the one that's the group chat. 
So are you ready? I, I am ready. You're hunkered down. So, <sighs> yeah. all right. Here's your first three. Army of prawns. For those of you who don't know, that's shrimp. Army of prawns, icky boyfriends, like icky, like nasty, or human targets. Army of prawns. You are incorrect. It is human targets is the group chat name. Okay. I purposely tried to make some of these sound a little more normal to throw you off. Yeah, thanks. You have to work hard to try to throw me off. <laughs> I, I do it to myself. I feel good, though. You're going to hit one free throw. We have six of these. You're going to hit one free throw. Okay. I'm con- I have faith in you. All right. So, and you don't have to give a curtain speech tonight. You just have to That's show true. up and pat people on the butt and say, thank you for coming. Give money. Yep. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and drink the wine because it's for donations. Um, Correct. Here's the second group. Midnight Moans. To live and shave in L.A. and Professor Morrison's lollipop. <laughs> I don't even want to think where that came from. The first one. You are correct. Uh, I told finally. you you'd get one. Midnight oh, moans. <laughs> Something you don't do because you're not awake. It's true. <laughs> With the kids true. you have and the dog you have, you are passed out by then. <laughs> so here's your next one, Brian. And you're, you're off the schneid. You're one and one. So the next one is Zorro and the Blue Footballs, Loud American Tourists, and Breast Friends. I know which one I'd want it to be, or I'd want to be a part of. One, the first one. You're incorrect. It is Breast oh. Friends, <laughs> so, Man. of which I get none, either of breasts or friends. So, oh, that's sad. I'll be your friend. I'm your friend. I don't want your you, breasts, though. No, no, nobody wants my breasts. So. Oh, I mean, I okay. I'm not going to say. It, so, um, we are PG-13 here. That's right. Um, so here's the next one. I'll tell you when 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 we're not on the pod because that's more NC-17. Um, okay. Go, and I'll throw a plug. Jackass Forever. Great movie. Go see it. Yes. Um, here's the next one. Don't eat Tide Pods. Three dead trolls in a baggie. In a baggie. Uh, Rodney King and the Nightsticks. Oh, that last one is in poor taste. Um, I know, but it's it's in there. So, oh, uh, The second one. You're incorrect. It's Don't Eat Tide Pods. <laughs> So three dead trolls in a baggie is a group chat. <laughs> I thought or a band. Sorry. It's oh, okay. A band. That's what I was gonna say. It's like you're right, you're right. Sorry. I screwed that up. I screwed that up. It's a band. And you can also go see apparently Rodney King and the Nightsticks somewhere. I don't know which white supremacist club they play at, but I won't be there. I'm having oh, visions oh. of the movie Green Room with Patrick Stewart. Three dead trolls in a baggie. Has a song called "Ontario Sucks." Well, of course they do. I'm sure something else sucks in their lives too. So here's the next group. Here's also some uh, poor taste. Oh, it's uh, like a folk band too. Okay. Three dead trolls in a baggie. Yeah. Oh my god. We should turn Annie onto it so she'll sing it for the pod. Um, because I guarantee you they don't have a lot of copyright problems. Um, so the next three are Kerrigan's Knees, okay. Shoot the Mime, and Boom! Yeah. Headshot! Exclamation points added. I'm just going because I want it to be this one. Shoot the Mime. You're incorrect. It's Boom! Headshot. Yeah, well, I just want it to be Shoot the Mime. Shoot, <laughs> shoot the Mime is a a band okay well uh, you've been to new york city i have not i've just been through the airport have you been to central park oh yes are there mimes literally in central park a lot i've never seen one in uh, central park no i mean just because i movies i've seen that are set in new york especially for instance like tootsie there's a scene near the end where he pushes a mime over i'm like are there mimes wandering around central park never seen i guess 
I guess it's like my sister went to, my older sister went to Switzerland when she was 15 or 16 years old with my dad and stepmom. And she said, people over there thought that in America, we were still using like a horse to pull a plow to farm. crops. It's like, yeah, that kind of gave out like 150, 200 years ago. Yeah. It's been a while. So yeah. Among other problematic things that we won't get into, but so here's your last one. I know you'll like this one because it's got my name in it somehow. The first, okay. the the three are Paul will eat himself, Peter North's long shot, and John Holmes' cucumber smuggler. <laughs> These are all good. I don't care what they are, but they're great. I'm going to go with number two. You're correct. Uh, I tried to find a Ron Jeremy one, but I couldn't. So I had Paul will eat himself as a band. Eat himself. I need to see if I can find him. See what yes, I'm interested with the songs are Paul Sucks. <laughs> Paul likes bottom pleasures. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Paul gets a coupon for Christmas. I mean, is that a song? <laughs> no, it's not. Um, I know she's not listening. So, yeah, better hope not. Um, <laughs> I don't care if she is. Uh, I unfortunately, Paul will eat himself. I uh, do not have any videos of their music on YouTube. Well, and I mean, some some of these bands probably existed for a month and gave out. So, unlike Peter North and John Holmes, but you know, yeah, yeah. So you were two for six. That's that's not bad. That's good for me. Yeah, the idea is not to be zero. So yeah, you did well. Um, Anything it's not zero, absolutely. So speaking of zeros, it's time for your Florida report. Do you have anything for us today? Well, we're going to take a little uh, slight um, change up. Okay. We have an outstanding report out of another southern state. Oh, a little detour. Louisiana, which is like Cajun Florida. I know some people Uh, there, so it's, yeah, it's good for them. A... Louisiana, or as they would say, they are Louisiana teacher, <laughs> has pleaded, has pled guilty. They can't, they they're not good with words either. Has pled guilty. tigers, yes. <laughs> to giving her students cupcakes laced with her husband's sperm. Ah. Cue sound effect. Cynthia yeah. Perkins, 36, admitted to a slew of disturbing um, crimes. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to eliminate the words that I'm not saying. I mean, basically, it's it, second if degree. this was one of her crimes, I can't imagine there's not more. There's got to be more crimes than just that. But yeah, so they go caught, ahead. So it is interesting that she was charged with second degree rape and mingling of really? substances. Yeah. Second um, degree rape for that? I mean, it's not that I'm complaining she should be in jail. Yeah, but, I mean, she absolutely uh, should I, be in jail. So that's uh, yeah. it's interesting. That's would fall under that. But I, I in some regards, okay, that's how they might get there. But yeah. yeah. Um, anyways, not, again, not wow. to, to go too much in detail. Yeah, uh, wherever you live, and hopefully it's not Louisiana. Remember, there's worse places to be. So well, thank, I will say that, Florida and now Louisiana for showing us yeah. the way. I feel like there's got to be a Texas report out there somewhere. Oh, I'm sure there is. I mean, it's one to hear that too. It's, I, I, you know, used to work as, you know, managing a call center team in Memphis. And a lot of the women that I would talk to, because it's mostly women in the team, we'd occasionally have a guy, but it was all women for the most part. And I, the ones that I were like my supervisors and team leads, it worked for me. They would say, hey, we're having a potluck with the team in the break room next Friday. And I'd say, oh, okay, well, I'll stop in there. And I would literally be told, do not eat this or this, you know, certain dishes. And I would say, why? And they said, because so-and-so made it. And I know, and I'm like, how do you know that? And they said, because I know that's what they always make. And I don't imagine that they were thinking of semen in there. But they said, you never know what that person is going to put in there. I don't want to know what that person is going to put in there because they're just weird anyway. So I, 
I, tr- I, I don't want to sit here and think of it because I'm not going to, it's like, I can't imagine the person in my life that I would say, you know, I would imagine they'd put a significant other semen in the cupcakes they brought everybody. Yeah. Well. Um, so it makes me, I don't know if I'm going to look at a cupcake differently because I love cupcakes. Uh, I love bunt cakes. I love cakes. I, you know, that and semen don't go together. No, um, no. not at all. I did. I did know a guy in college who I could not verify that statement, but he swore he was from Manchester, Tennessee. We'd always call him coffee County. Mm-hmm. And he swore that a friend of his uh, got a settlement from Taco Bell, uh, not to besmirch the good name of Taco Bell because I eat it sometimes, but mm-hmm. they swore that somebody at the mansion, one of the Manchester Taco Bells that was a friend of his got a, like a burrito one time and it tasted nasty and they opened it up and they had it tested and it had sperm in it. Oh, I don't know if that's true. Uh, so oh. Yeah, it just hearing that I'm like, well, I mean, they have a lot of filler in there anyway, so it's like, yeah, no. the no. filler is still better than eating that. Yes. Anyway, so yeah, good Louisiana slash Florida report. Um, yeah, yeah. So to lighten the mood, you got any dad jokes for us? Cue music. I have, I have dad jokes. Yes, good. I have three. Thank you. Three. They don't have the word semen in them, do they? No, no, they don't. Uh, not at all. All right, here we go. <clears throat> I once had a hen that could count her own eggs. She was a math of a chicken. <sighs> I wish we could just bring Christina in on video just for these. What we need to do is just, get a sound effect of her sign, and then we can just use it. That's, that's <laughs> a great podcast idea. that she's not here on. The only thing we can't get is like a sound effect of her like literally stabbing you in the neck <laughs> as you're saying this. But yes, a a sighing sound effect. Yeah, I'll have to get her to tape that because I know she'd be totally willing. We just go back into some of our old pods and lift it from there. That's true. <laughs> sorry, Christina. We sorry, not sorry. We stole your voice from a previous. Yeah, basically, pod. anytime I've told her a dad joke would be a great chance to get that sound effect yeah because there's been a lot of uh sound effects sorry (laughs) and the uh, i didn't i didn't like that (laughs) so next joke so did you hear about the uh the guy uh he got a a brand new igloo so his friends threw him a housewarming party now he's (sighs) oh god i can see where that's going wow okay i have the first one's slightly worse, but they're both they're both in the yeah definitely rack him type category. <laughs> and the, the last you one you have, today. you have one more. Yep, yep, one more. So yesterday, one of my good friends told me I often make people uncomfortable by uh, violating their personal space, and you know I've got to say it was a really hurtful thing to say, and it completely ruined our bath. <sighs> wow, that creates a lot of bad visuals. <laughs> <laughs> after, mean, after was the it your Louisiana report, you yeah, yes, absolutely. Um, after the Louisiana report and uh, that joke, maybe we should mark this particular podcast as adult content. So. Yeah, <laughs> close enough. But yeah, yeah. it's. I, th- I think we haven't dropped any f bombs, so no, I don't I think I have for to some, bleep any of it. No, no, I I would just hate for some mom to be driving in the car, dropping her kid off, and then we drop the Louisiana report on her. Well, I would say maybe you should bring Annie in to see if it's uh, past PG-13, but, you know, she's been known to drop some F-bombs herself. So, you know, love you, Annie. Uh, you know, I do it too, but yeah, I run a clean show here. That's right. Um, anyway. Don't have any of that no. smut on this podcast. Exactly. So, um, so moving on from that, we're moving on to closing rants. And I'll let you go first today. Closing rants. I, did, um, I always have topics, so of course, um, it it's you know it was great to kind of feel like hopefully knock on wood that we might be finally at the end of this COVID nightmare, and then right when we're hitting that, then uh, our dear friend of Vladimir Putin decides to start World War Three. Yeah. Like he didn't F give us guy. like any time off. Like could we at least get six months between the end of COVID and World War Three so that we can 
have a nice couple weeks. That you know that would... ah, we have to find the just... wheat rich fields of the Ukraine. It's ridiculous. Like, why is this dude doing this? I mean, uh, I don't. It's yeah, it's sad, and uh, I really feel awful. I've been watching way too much news myself the last couple of days. It's really awful what's happening to those uh, Ukrainians at the moment, and uh, yes. I mean, there's just no no purpose or point for it. For I agree. That to be totally. I mean, we know we're not a platform that is uh, going to get a lot of social change affected, but yeah, no. we're the fact that this is happening is just abominable to me. Yes, absolutely. So it's more abominable than Cats the movie. Uh, so yes, absolutely. That's pretty bad. So to make that statement. Especially since we had pods back in twenty late twenty 2020 twenty or twenty twenty one at some point where we were so despondent about the the pandemic we had the movie Cats playing on the TV in the office while we potted so that we mm-hmm. would make sure we stayed grounded I guess but yeah the situation in the Ukraine is yeah uh, no words for it. Mm-mm. Anyway, so but that's a good one. I, I will I'll keep my rant a little more localized, but as our listeners and you, Brian, well know, I always have a rant at the ready. Sure. Um, I just say just one last thing. If if we do are able to uh, incarcerate Putin for his crimes, what they should absolutely do is force him to watch Cats the movie on repeat for the rest of his life. Well, that I mean, I that's a fate worse than death. Yeah. I mean that's. I can't even imagine. I, I actually, it's, I'll say as a quick aside, doing a, a bit of a, I was in, I was doing a little bit of a Ricky Gervais dive. I, at Brian's suggestion, I waited, but I watched the full three seasons of Afterlife on Netflix. Um, and a great show. Uh, the third season's a little bit tail off, but only because there's a little bit more potty humor. And I was appreciating the clever humor of the first two seasons a little bit too much, but still, still good. Um, and I, that made me sort of get into a dive of, I knew he eviscerated people as a golden globes host. Mm-hmm. And the last year he did it, um, which I guess was 2020. Um, <clears throat> so early stages of the pandemic and, you know, he lit up, <laughs> Specifically, Judy Dench for, you know, in Cats, talking about her licking her and it bleeped it on YouTube. So I won't say it either. You know, sitting at home licking her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So it it was like, yeah, good job, Ricky. I mean, I'd love to hear his thoughts on this. You know, that it's like, what what's wrong with Vladimir Putin? that you have to feel the need to do this. And what's, what's wrong with politicians who think now's the time to, to jump on somebody else because of what's going on. Mm-hmm. And that, I'll leave it at that. So uh, my rant, and I actually have three of them, so I'm going to have to choose. Mm. Uh, I had one that I had in here. It loaded in the gun, but one happened about uh, about an hour and a half ago. As I proceeded back, I'm we're as we're taping this. Brian is in Germantown at the theater. I am in Kansas City at my other home for the time being. Uh, you know, which makes my wife and my kids and Brian unhappy that I have another home. Um, so I'm in my home in Kansas City on the Kansas side. So I'm driving home, trying to get here to my apartment to work this podcast. And when I learned, I will say this, when I learned to drive, there was always the concept of you have, when you get off of the freeway, you have what's called a deceleration ramp. When you get on the highway, you have an acceleration ramp. So the idea being is that you need to be at least keeping the speed you're at so that you can merge with other cars. Now we know there's a lot of you know, D-bags out there who will not want you to merge. But even if it's a short ramp, like it's a circle ramp and you have another circle on the other side, 
you have to keep moving. As I'm driving up the ramp to get onto another highway, another four-lane highway to get to my apartment, there is a car that is literally full stop in the ramp. And it's not because they have a car problem. It's because they're waiting for an open spot. So I slam on the brakes. Everything in my seats flies forward. I was managing, thankfully, which is not always true in my life when I was younger, especially to, to be watching. And I spot them, but I have to slam on the brakes to stop. And then they go. You cannot stop in the middle of a ramp. You can't do it. So this is where I have the problem, like when I was trying to get teach my older son, who's 18 now, how to drive, is it's operating a vehicle is not that difficult. What's difficult is all the other drivers around you, because you don't know what's going on with them. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't, I mean, you should totally take that into account because somebody could be having a bad day. Their car could be broken. Something's happening. But this was clearly like this person was stopped waiting for an opening. And I clearly came up behind them going 30, 35 miles per hour and had to slam on the brakes because you could hear it. And then they move. It's like, why would you think it's responsible to stop in the middle of the road? That's not even if you're driving defensively, which I don't always do. That's not driving defensively or offensively. That's being just flat out effing stupid. You cannot stop in the middle of a major road, which is essentially part of the highway. You can't do it. And then expect not to get plowed into. And I would have gotten the ticket if I plowed into it. I know it was her because I saw her looking back at me like I was the the (laughs) a-hole. No, I'm not. You stopped. You stopped in the middle of a highway, basically. I get it. It sucks. These short transitions suck. You can't stop. I've had a couple times in my life, not many, but a couple times where I've either had to go up on the shoulder and wait from there, or I've had to just take the ramp around and take another five minutes getting all the way back. And yeah, I'm mad at that, but I'd be a lot madder if I plowed into the back of you because you stopped in a blind spot where I can't see you until I get right up on you and you stopped in the middle of an acceleration ramp. Don't do it. I'm sorry. I, I know it's safety first, but you can't do that. So it's interesting. Um, I don't know if you have gotten on the uh, 240 at 240 South at Walnut Grove. Oh, yeah. They have Many one times. of those circle ramps. Yep. Where they actually basically have put at the, where it all merges together, a stop slash yield. They don't, it's not stop, but it's like yield, which is if no, you're, you're they expected have. to. Which is completely wrong. I mean, so they're like teaching people to drive incorrectly. By Every time I come back into town from Kansas City to Memphis, I end up at that that turn. And I, I mean, I've made that I've made that go through many times in my life, both before and since they have changed the overpass. But that's always been the turn there. And it always sucks. Because I'm just waiting for some car to be an idiot and plow into the side of me. Yep. So, yeah, I know I know exactly what you're talking about. You have to be on your on edge watching it. Yep. And uh, it's just one of the, it's so frustrating. It's one of the best things about moving is I don't have to deal with that intersection get on the interstate anymore. <laughs> true. That's very true. And there, I mean, I know it's it's the nature of the beast. Like I said, I get it. Every time I rant about something about drivers, restaurants, whatever, I get it. There's another side of the story. So I'm not trying to be like people in particular suck. People in general suck, including me. I've made some dumb maneuvers on the road before. But I'm saying, you know, it's, you cannot do something like that. It's like, 
you know, there's other things driving that bother me. That's one of the biggest ones because there's a difference between driving defensively and just driving flat out stupid. And I always try to tell my son and when my younger son, who is about to turn 12 in a month or so, I will tell him when he learns to drive, look, if you, if you got to take one for the team and take the ramp around again and go loop, loop, loop to get back around where you were, I understand it sucks. It's really sucky, especially if you're in a rush, but you'd rather do that than get in a wreck. Don't stop in the middle of a ramp because there's a reason why. And I've never, I personally have never heard of a, of a policeman enforce this, but it's the same reason why on a major, like on the interstate, I don't know every state has this, but I know Tennessee did when I took the, the test, which feels like eons ago. There, you can you can get a ticket for going too slow on the highway, and you know why? Because you're a hazard. You're a road hazard for everyone else. I think you most can, interstates there is a minimum speed limit. It's, sometimes it's not posted, but I think the minimum is forty five. Yeah, exactly. And I know you and have too. Forty five is you, dangerous. Yeah, you come across people who are going like 40, 45, 50 on the highway. And it's not because their their car is having problems or whatever. They're just doing it because they don't like highway driving or whatever. I don't care. You shouldn't be out there. You just shouldn't. I get it. It sucks, but it's the way it is. Anyway, I won't go down another rant path. And I know I've been talking too long about it, but that's me. I'm sorry. So don't stop in the middle of an acceleration ramp or a deceleration ramp either. Just use common sense. Realize you are not the only car on the road. Somebody's going to be coming up behind you. Deal with it. Just call an Uber if you can't drive. <laughs> or that, which to use Ricky as uh, Gervais is another example. Apparently, I, I saw a YouTube video of him real quick aside where he and other people who are actors usually answer like Google frequently Googled questions about them. And apparently Ricky, which when you watch afterlife, you notice he doesn't drive. He never drives a car. He never even rides in a car to my, I think once or twice you see him in a car, but you know, he never drives a car and he answers a question on this YouTube video about, why don't you drive? And he says, I think it's because he doesn't know how the way he puts it. And he says, because I never really had to, I've lived in London all my life. I take a cab or I walk or ride a bike. I, why do I need to? I would imagine there's people in Manhattan who are that way. Oh yeah, absolutely. For sure. You know, why would you drive a car? Why would you own a car in Manhattan? I mean, I know Manhattan is not tiny, and obviously, Brian, you've been there. I can't speak to the size, but I've flown by it. It looks pretty damn big. I mean, if I'm going from, you know, 95th Street to 5th Avenue, that's probably a decent haul. I certainly wouldn't want to walk it, but... I mean, that's what the subway is for. Yeah, I mean, that's mass transit. Yeah. I know I've been to other cities where they have mass transit, like Chicago, San Francisco. They have the BART. I mean, I stayed with a person who I was 12 years old. We stayed with a family. They lived in, I think it was called Lafayette, was a suburb outside of San Francisco. The father drove, but the mom worked in town and did not. She took the BART back and forth, which is essentially a subway. She said, I don't own a car. Why would I? Because all I have to do is get on the BART. I mean, and that was back in the 80s. It's much cheaper to, if public transit's around, to, to do that instead of buying a car and the insurance for it and everything. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I wouldn't own a car if I didn't have to. Especially with Uber out these days. I mean, back, in, back even 10 years ago, Uber was not really a thing. Nope. You have to get a no, cab. I, I hate so. That, so. Yeah. Exactly. So, especially when you've been drinking, right? Hey. <laughs> I didn't say that. So, um, you should never drink and drive, kids. Exactly. So, 
okay, so uh, yeah, that's it. Um, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, Brian and I will be back in the same location together in a week from now. And mm-hmm. we're going to go see a movie with my boys. And we're going to go, we're going to watch UFC together. We're going to watch AEW pay-per-view together. It's going to be awesome. I think if Christina gets to come to that, she has to listen to what? 10 dad jokes. At least. Payment. At as, least. As payment. Yeah. Because she's bailed on this pod for a while. Yeah. Thanks to Matilda, which is running at Riverdale school. Yeah. Where she works. That opens Tuesday. Runs yep. Matinees. And then Thursday, I think, is the first night performance next week. So, and it's another one of those. If you're listening to this and you didn't see it, you missed it. So, take that for what it's worth. If they they listen to it next Wednesday, they they will still have a chance to see it because it will close um, the Saturday after this this pod is posted. So, I won't be there to edit it next week. So, okay. Well, maybe you won't be. Sorry. Yeah. Unless you want to, which is fine, but I don't know how to. So So anyway, um, for those of you listening, uh, we appreciate you listening. Please come see our shows. Uh, Call the the box office and ask questions because Annie loves to answer questions. Um, Ask her to sing too. She loved to sing. Yes. If your last name is Cervantes, don't call Brian. Um, Nope. I don't want your phone service. Yep. We've already told you no several times. But feel free to reach out to us, uh, comment, you know, tell us uh, what you think of the pod. We're up on everything except for Apple Podcasts right now, and we're gonna we're gonna fix that at some point. Um, but I'm gonna sit in Kansas City tonight and do what Brian's gonna do when he does after he opens the show tonight. So we'll have our NC17 conversations after this is done. So. Thank you for joining us. And Brian, thank you. Thank you, good sir. Yes, and we'll uh, talk to you soon. We will pod again next week at some point and post it later. And then the week of March 7th, we will post live. Well, I say live. (laughs) We'll post and then put it up very quickly with at least my son, Carson, who is a horned frog at TCU in Fort Worth. And, you know... We'll talk some food news with him, which means we'll talk like hamburgers and stuff like that. But uh, hopefully you join us for that. Thank you for joining us now, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. See ya.